Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Peace Country Musical Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Harcourt. Uh, this week we have another amazing musician on the line, so you enjoy. Well, hello everyone and welcome to this episode of uh, Peace Country Musical Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Harcourt, and uh, I've got Brent Irvine on the line with us. Say hello, Brent. Hello, Rob. How's she going? Uh, actually, it's going quite well. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. And uh, due to COVID uh, lockdown measures still, uh, Kurt cannot be with us tonight. Okay. So, uh, Brent, not everybody knows everything about you, so give us a little background on yourself. All right. Well, I was born in Kamloops, B.C., and uh, we moved around quite a bit. Uh, my sister was born in Dawson Creek. My younger brother was born in Fort St. John, then moved back to uh, Kamloops, where my dad died in a car accident when I was quite young. I was seven years old, oh my. and uh, my mom remarried Lawrence Roms from uh, up here, and so we moved up to the Fairview area when I, I started grade three in Fairview, Alberta. And kind of grew up around there ever since. Came and gone since I've been an adult. But uh, lived at my Uncle Bill Roms's for the first little while when we were here. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's then I grew up in Fairview. Went to school, high school. And, uh, yeah. Nice. So about how old were you when you got the music bug? Uh, the music bug was ingrained in me when I was born. I don't ever remember not having the music bug. My dad was a musician, and uh, some of my earliest memories was at parties, sleep, going to sleep on the on coach sitting behind and getting packed in the home when the <laughs> party was over. <laughs> yeah, my mom and dad were very, uh, very musically inclined. They used to play on the radio when you actually went into the studio and uh, oh, really? played and sang on the radio. Yeah. Wow. So I'd have, I've had it ever since. I don't remember not having the music bug. So. <laughs> well, it's not very often that, uh, you know, you've got it right from day one. Our whole family is actually uh, very musically inclined. My mom's friend actually has no real to real tape if that gives you an idea how old that is of uh, yeah. my brother and sister and I when we we're three four and six I believe singing three-part harmony old songs and uh, so it's been ever since then nice so you've been singing for quite a while then as, again as long as I remember I don't know if everyone always enjoyed it but I have always been doing it <laughs> so was the uh, guitar your first uh, first instrument that you learned how to play Actually, uh, when we moved into Bill Ramses, he would uh, every evening come and pass out all the all the things, and uh, I started on the four-string banjo, and we jam out just about every evening, and and that's where I, and again, I can't play that anymore either. But <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I, I, l- I learned how to read music about three times, but I couldn't uh, read music now. I I'd learn when I had to, and uh, and I forget it and play by ear. Find that in a lot of musicians, uh, they they just play by ear. So, uh, what kind of music did you guys play when uh, you were playing every night? Uh, mostly country. I've been been raised on country music, and not necessarily the only thing I've ever listened to. But uh, 
I like any kind of music as long as it's good. Well, there's certain ones. I'm not a big fan of rap. Just about anything else. If it's good, uh, I enjoy it. Yeah. So who's your favorite artist then? Well, I got to say Dr. Hook has always been. I don't think there's anybody with a voice like Dennis LeCourier. He's always been, ever since the first time I heard him, been my favorite. The Eagles, I've been a big fan of the Eagles. Most of these bands that you can't really nail them down to a genre. Yeah. I always always wondered uh, what genre the Eagles were considered, but they were played on rock stations and country stations and any kind, so I don't really believe they were pigeonholed into a genre. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think they were kind of a crossover from rock and roll to country. Well, and the same with Dr. Hook. They were very versatile. They did so many different things. And But, uh, yeah, I was mostly a fan of Dennis LeCourier. Yeah, nice. And his voice. And things like Cat Stevens. I, I loved Cat Stevens' songs back in the day. Neil Young, uh, Elvis Costello, Allison. That was a, one of my favorite songs. I think I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. I'd sing it for you, but I better not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have the right standing music on here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like I say, it's not I'm not a genre guy. I don't just stick with I, I listen to what sounds good and what I like and if I really like it I get it and listen to more until I bet I wore out uh, probably four sloppy seconds cassettes. <laughs> Doctor <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> out of all those guys uh who would you say was your idol i i always say merle haggard has always been one of my favorite yeah. if you've ever read his uh um, biography no it's actually, pretty I impressive haven't. no no get the book sing me back home and read that it's quite a good read okay i'll, <laughs> I'll write that down so i can look it up later yeah Nice. So uh, who do you listen to the most then? Uh, like artist, single artist or any groups? Uh, pretty much anyone that's hot in my mind at the time. I've always, Merle Haggard, George Jones, Buck Owens. I was a really big fan of Hank Williams Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, Conway Twitty's got some really good stuff. Merle Haggard and Johnny Paycheck had an album out that I was a big fan of. I can't remember what it was called right now but yeah. yeah david allen cole chris christopherson way back i remember listening when my mom was in charge of what we listened to to a lot of uh jim reeves and porter wagner and uh charlie pride yeah had a lot of charlie pride so there's never been a like i say i can't really pigeonhole a genre if i hear something and i like it then I listen to that, and if they got more, then I listen to that, and and then if I hear something else, then I, you know, even like Trooper, Sweeney Todd, I I loved all of those. Uh, Meatloaf when Bad Out of Hell came out, I mm. was introduced to that, and so it's never been a, never been a one genre yeah. guy. Right. Well, even I don't know if you remember when Electric Light Orchestra did a album with the Edmonton Symphony, that was quite impressive just because it was so different and sounded good. You ever hear that one? No, I don't think I have. Oh, I think check my that wife out has. too. I think my yeah, wife's ELO with the Edmonton Symphony. I'll have to YouTube it, see if there's anything on there. Yeah, I've never, I haven't heard it since way back then, and that's 
that's another thing. I don't go back and listen to all these again, but I had, they're all in my head. So. <laughs> well, that's it. It means you've got good memory retention. <laughs> to a point for some things. Yeah, that's right. How old were you when you first got into a band? We started, I was 10 years old. I pr- I'm pretty sure. Uh, you're going to find I'm not a, a good one with like, uh, I always, I've always told people when, when I was 14, we had a band called the Sundowners, and uh, my uncle Russell bought us some realistic microphones, and we plugged them into our amplifiers alongside our guitars, and we played and we sang, and <laughs> nice. that was before there was any live music in the bars and stuff. So uh, people that were in the bar, and we we did every Friday and Saturday night for I don't know how many years. So and, you're uh, saying you're really old because you predate. Music in the yeah, bars. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm trying not to date myself, but I think I am. <laughs> yeah, I think we just pinpointed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah, people would come over and, and dance up a storm and uh, they'd sit three and four high and on each other's knees and Jimmy would bring out apple boxes and everything to sit on. <laughs> nice. We had a good old time. Yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty much where your first gig was then? That was, yeah, that was definitely... The first gig, I was 10 years old. Uh, I think Heather was nine and Bob would have been 12. And we did that for many years. And then later on, John Kirschbaumer joined the band. And the, and we became the Sundowners after we did that for a while. Thought we should have a name. And, yeah. and then John Kirschbaumer joined us on the drums. And we played for a lot of years in the Sundowners. Uh, Dave Milner, when he was 15, I talked the band into going five-piece and giving Dave a shot so mm-hmm. uh he joined the band and we became a five piece when he was 15 i'm not going to say when that was because i'm not <laughs> positive <laughs> again again bad dates but so do you remember how many bands you've played in oh let me see sundowners there was rainbow country uh waterhole second version of waterhole barnyard boys and now kickback. I didn't even count those. One, two, three. That's five, I think, right? Five in total? And that includes the, the very first ones you were in when you were 10, right? Yeah, the Sundowners. We did that one for a long time, all through school. Mm-hmm. So Sundowners, Rainbow. Yeah, five. And most of them were long-term. Yeah. What's your yeah. favorite memory out of those five bands? Well, I must say, I've, I've actually got a couple. The first one was when I was with the Sundowners, and I was 14 years old, I'm pretty sure. And we we played in Fort St. John in a strip bar, and I got to stay in there when on our breaks, and they did their stripping. That, oh, was, you, that was a pretty good memory. You lucky guy. <laughs> I know. I thought so, too. I don't think many 14-year-olds got to do that. Yeah. And uh, another one that really stands out is when when we were on the road with Waterhole and we were playing at Cook County Saloon and just down the road was uh, Blues on White and they always had a Saturday jam. So our band Waterhole went down to the Blues on White mm-hmm. and B.B. Uh, King's band was playing in there. Oh, and we nice. got up and jammed and we got the only standing ovation. I think, I think Jamie sang Pride and Joy. Yeah. And I can't remember what other one we did, but we got a standing ovation in the blues bar when we were playing in the country club. That was another one that stands out for me. Nice. Yeah. So 
in in your band now, Kickback, um, what all do you do? You, you sing lead, play rhythm. Do you do you do any? You don't do any picking, do you? No, uh, the band is so versatile. We do like we all sing. Yeah, uh, we all sing kind of different genres. I do a lot of the country and Vince as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ricky Valenzuela does a mean ACDC and a lot of the old rock. Doug Rowling, he does uh, old rock as well. Mm-hmm. So you know, now I'm losing it. <laughs> but yeah, we all we all sing different stuff. Different and, styles. Uh, different. Yeah. Yeah. And then Chris McIntyre has his own style. He sings the high the high ones. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. Uh, we go out and we have nothing but fun, and that's what it's all about. Well, if you don't have fun, there's no sense doing it, right? Well, I believe that. I've always believed that. If it's if it's not fun, it's like a second job, and I don't need a second job. So that's right. So kind of miss it though with all this COVID stuff. It's, oh, uh, I know, I know. We're, quite a downer, isn't it? <laughs> we're, we're itching to get back to even doing a practice, or you know, just yeah. to see each other's faces. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just talking on now, WhatsApp, you know, video chatting. It, it, it it's not the same as talking in no. person, right? Being no, around it's people. not the same. No, no, it's uh, nothing like the same. Even, even playing together over when you're not standing side by side, it's not yeah. the same. Yeah, like even doing a video, it's it's not the same. Right, exactly. So sp- speaking of videos, um, you're you're yeah. doing some songwriting and recording now. Yeah. And uh, what what was the name of your last release just recently? My last one was called Precious Memories. That's right, Precious Memories. Yeah, yeah. I uh, actually wrote that one for my sister-in-law who just passed away from cancer. Oh, sorry. Uh, to hear when that. when yeah when she was diagnosed, I told her that I was going to write her a song, and so I uh, I did, and I recorded it, and I tried to rush it as much as I could to play it before she passed away, but. Uh, Missed yeah. it by a day. Oh. So, I know it was a, it's a sad, sad thing, but uh, yeah. I'm pretty proud of the song and well, in think... the video she's in the pictures, and so that that helps. Yeah, I I watched the video. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Poor Mac, you had him playing outside. <laughs> we were all playing outside. That's what I mean. We <laughs> we rushed it as much as we could to get it done in time. So we went out on a pretty cold day and and shot it and i wanted the whole band in there but yeah. just with the the restrictions and everything that was going on we just couldn't all assemble because we were all lined up to do it on the sunday before that but it turned minus 27 or something so nothing would work our fingers wouldn't work and the drone wouldn't work and uh, <laughs> so we had to put that off and then when we lined it up it was still fairly cold and yeah. not everybody could make it so i just we just made do with what we had and yeah. And we shot it and we did it and yeah, I'm pretty pretty happy and pretty proud of how it all turned out. So. Well, that's good. And you recorded that at uh, uh, Chris's studio, right? CDM Audio? Yes, you bet. I, all of them. I've got five of them out right now and they were all done at CDM Audio, Chris McIntyre. They're all on YouTube, yeah. are they? Yeah, they're all on YouTube. Uh, name them off for us. The first one was uh, called Don't Give Up. Yeah. I wrote that one when I was uh, thinking I wasn't coming home from Mexico. And uh, so it's kind of self-explanatory. They're all very personal songs that I wrote. Uh, that one's called Don't Give Up. Uh, 
I wrote one for my wife for our anniversary at one point, about 15 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, called Lady of Mine. Yeah, I actually had all these songs done a long time ago, and Chris more or less talked me into uh, recording them just for posterity. So if I did die, my kids and my grandkids could hear my voice. Yeah. So I recorded those two, and then I got the bug. And so I... Uh, I had another one kicking around in my head for the last 35 years called Friends Like You. And I uh, recorded that. In the meantime, I wrote one called Imagine That, which was uh, perusing (laughs) what if, what if, what if, and it all popped in. And again, I'm just starting to, whatever comes out, I just record it. And none of this, I've always been too scared to expose my, to the world yeah. so and Vince Barham used to bug me all the time and just put them out put your songs out and I'd say well I don't want to bear my soul to the world and so finally I just said well I'm just going to bear my soul to the world and so whatever comes out as long as I'm proud of it it can sound what it what it is and uh, yeah I've been very happy with how all of them turned out so and you've been having some good response from them too I think haven't you yeah, yeah, actually, I have. I've had a lot of very good response, especially when people hear the stories behind them all. It's, uh, well, yeah, because yeah. I, I totally forgot about that uh, medical episode that you had while you guys were down yeah. in Mexico on vacation. Did, did yeah, you want to share a story about that? Oh, I could. It's uh, uh, 11 years ago now. Holy crap. Uh, we were down in, I know, isn't that something? I've, I've been on borrowed time for 11 years now. It doesn't seem that long ago. No, but the wife and I were in Mexico and uh, a blood vein broke in my brain and uh, I, my head just exploded and throbbed and I was pretty pretty confident that that was going to be the end of me, that I wasn't getting up the next day. Wow. So I stayed up all night and I made my peace with the world and I sat out on the patio and, uh, you know, I wish I would have done this and I wish I would have told my mom I loved her before I come down and mm-hmm. and wish I wouldn't have done this and that. And, and then, uh, that song kind of popped into my head, the little ditty don't give up. And, uh, I thought "Ah, that's not too bad, too bad. Nobody's going to hear it. So then, uh, yeah, I was out there all night and I'd go in, look in the mirror and, oh yeah, my face is sagging. It must be a stroke and go back out. And pretty soon the sun came up and I was still there. Hmm. So I'd heard, I'd heard about migraine headaches and how bad they can be. And I thought, well, maybe it's a migraine headache. Yeah. Because I'd never had a headache before in my life. I didn't know what a headache actually felt like. So I went in the room and I closed the curtains and turned the lights off and and uh, turned the air conditioning up and I laid down. And uh, the Vancouver Olympics were actually on while this was all happening. So mm-hmm. I watched the hockey game and the throbbing kind of subsided a little bit. So I went, yay, maybe it's just <laughs> migraine headache. Yeah. But then, yeah. So I did that for four days and that was still there. So I knew it wasn't, I knew that's not what it was. And I tried to convince myself it was, but at that point I thought, well, I've made it this long now. So yeah. at the end of our two weeks, it was yeah, two weeks. I stayed down after that happened. And then we flew home and then I went to the doctor and Dr. Clausen freaked out, sent me to Grand Prairie for a scan. 
they flew me out to the city and uh yeah um, i'm a miracle according to the doctor wow so yeah he even called me a miracle and he gave me like zero chance of survival and uh yeah i pulled through and here finished you are the today. song yeah finished the song and then rolled around in my head till chris mcintyre talked me into recording it I'm pretty, we are all glad that you made it through and we're all glad that you took that leap of faith to throw yourself out into the public like that. Yeah. I'm very glad too, actually. I'm, I've got another one just about ready to go. As soon as I, as soon as I get clearance from COVID from the COVID police, it's uh, <laughs> get recorded too. So. <laughs> so do all your songs have videos as well? Uh, kind of. I've recorded them just the audio no yeah. video but then uh, my son Brady is uh, quite into this so we set up a green screen in his basement and we just kind of shot some things and just fooling around giving him some practice and we put some videos to the to the other four songs yeah. and yeah just I let him go I went down and on the green screen and he filmed me and then he added all the stuff in the background and everything like that and Hmm, nice. So there is videos, but it's all that's all my son Brady's doing. Actually, my next song that I'm going to put out is called Dreaming of Mexico. So oh. <laughs> I want to take the whole band down to Mexico and shoot the video down there. But I, now with this COVID thing, it's going to be tough to do. Well, so I'm going to have to figure something out. Especially when they say the third wave is going to be more contagious and more dangerous. So. Yeah, we won't go there. We won't get into that. Yeah, There's no, a whole... <laughs> this this is not a political show. I I can get political, but I'm not going to on no. here. This is all about the music and the musicians. And by the way, I've I've listened to all the previous ones, and I'm really impressed. And I'm privileged to I feel privileged to be able to be on here. So well, I appreciate it that you uh, decided to say yes to come onto the show. I'm 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 very appreciative of that. It's it's been fantastic. Like I say, I learned a lot about the like Dano and you and Kurt and yeah, quite interesting. And it's yeah. Yeah. Well, you never really know somebody until you listen to an interview with them, right? Or really listen to their songs. <laughs> yes, listen to the songs. Like like uh, Brent said, he's got uh, how many? Five, and you're working on a six. Yeah, I got. Yeah, that's right. Nice. I'm gonna keep going. I've got the bug now, so. You know, I start songs, I can't finish them. That's the way I always was in the past, and that's what I mean. Now I just finish them on whatever it is. I don't try and make the make the lyrics better. I don't. Yeah. That's that was the issue before. Like the one I wrote for my wife, uh, called "Lady of Mine." I wrote that in about ten minutes on a for our anniversary. Our receptionist said, "What'd you get, Marlene, for your anniversary?" <laughs> I said, "Oh, we don't we don't do that." Uh, I mean treat her good every day and if uh, we want to go out for supper we go out and if we want to she needs something we get it and she said it would be really awesome if you'd write her a song I said that that would be a good idea so I went in my office and closed the door and 10 <laughs> minutes later I came out and I said okay I'm done and then I've always felt bad that, uh, that it only took me 10 minutes to write but I guess it's just what came out of my head but there was a few lines in there that I always thought were kind of corny and I would like to put something in there but I couldn't make anything else feel the same to me yeah so that that's what I mean Chris just said then just record it like that so I did and I'm really happy that I did so 
that feeling keeps me going now with the others when I think, well, that line's kind of cheesy. I think, oh, well, whatever, then I'll worry about the next song. I'll, I'll do it better in the next song. That's right. There's always yeah. the next song and the next video. That's right. Right on. Well, I appreciate your time tonight, Brent, and uh, I, I wish you continued success. Thank you very much. And uh, you take care of yourself and say hi to your wife for me. Will do, and thank you very much. That's it for another episode of Peace Country Musical Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Harcourt, and join me next time when we interview another amazing musician from the Peace Country. Thank you, and bye for now.